All right, we're live. All right, welcome back to Talk with Army. Um, if this is your first time here, I am Delilah. And I'm Daisy. And today we are going to be talking about something that has just been debated about for a while and it's basically about all the different armies across social media platforms and you know there's a debate about so-and-so armies are better than others or there's more drama on this site versus this site it's kind of a it gets kind of messy so we're just gonna talk about why uh different platforms how they function and how armies do or don't make the best of those platforms right so i think the first order of business is probably just to talk about um the types of platforms that armies commonly reside on um obviously we are probably just going to be touching on the ones uh, used in our area of the world. And because both Delilah and I, we live in America, it's going to be a more American-centric focus. There may be other platforms that we don't know about in, other, in like different countries, but for now, we'll just focus on the ones that are most popularly used over here and perhaps in other Western countries, etc. So let's get into it. Obviously, the first one that we have to talk about um, is 100% Twitter. Um, and you know, when it comes to Twitter, um, you will see a lot of armies on Twitter simply because, um, BTS use Twitter and their company uses Twitter and, you know, all of their other affiliated accounts are on there as well. So it's the closest thing to the source, um, that you will get if you want updates on what they're doing, uh, their comebacks, or simply you just want to like read their tweets. Um, so yeah, there's Twitter. And then obviously when it comes to army accounts, you'll see like a lot of big ones. For example, you've got the translation accounts like Dulce Bangtan, you've got BTS chart data who, um, you know, talks about all things related to BTS on the billboard charts and other types of charts. Um, and you've also got other accounts for that, like charts K, uh, underscore K. Um, they also post updates about what BTS is up to in terms of like their official schedules and stuff. So those are the kinds of, um, you know, army accounts that you will see kind of, um, that are more like official fan, not official fan bases, but like kind of like unofficial fan bases for BTS. Like they're kind of just doing their own little thing because they want to, and because they want to connect with other armies. So that's Twitter. Right. And then next we have Facebook and I I don't think it is armies from the USA that are going to be mainly on Facebook. I feel like it's more non-USA armies, but there are a big BTS update accounts on Facebook as well. And we had to check because Daisy and I even though we hear people talk about Facebook armies, we don't really subscribe to any Facebook groups. And so we checked. And of course, there is the BTS official Facebook, which if you are on Twitter, you probably would have seen because a lot of times big hit music, they will upload HD behind the scene photos and also 
Festa photos and things like that on their Facebook albums, and then they'll link it on Twitter. So you're probably familiar with the BTS page, and if you're not, that exists. And then there's also a BTS Updates fan page and a BTS TV fan page. And Daisy looked through those and they seem to be pretty up to date on what's going on with Bangtan, but I personally don't subscribe to them. Yeah, I haven't really subscribed to them either just because, again, like I'm on Twitter, so I don't really bother with like joining um, army communities on Facebook because, you know, I've kind of already got my hands full here. Um, but, you know, for a lot of different armies, um, uh, there are different Facebook pages. And if some of you don't know how Facebook pages work, it's kind of like a little community where like uh, a lot of members can join. And then, you know, within that page that you joined on, you can connect with other armies who joined on it. If you're like a member of that page, uh, you can, you know, share different posts and whatever and talk to each other. And I think it's a great way to connect um, if Twitter is not your thing or if Twitter is um, kind of less of a thing in your country. So, yeah, definitely do check those out. Um, I know that they like um, when I checked to see how many uh, members were on their pages last night, it was like from like it would range from like 100, almost 150,000 members to like a million members on like this one BTS page that I saw. So, you know, check it out if you're interested. Yeah, and so the next one, um, I believe the next platform we should talk about is Instagram. Yes. And now when it comes to Instagram, um, BTS themselves do not manage like any of the accounts uh, that are affiliated with them on Instagram. The page that they have for Instagram, I don't remember its specific at, but it's mainly just for promotional purposes. So for example, if they have a comeback, um, then, you know, the concept photos are going to be posted there. Or if, you know, there's like a little bit of a it's, teaser for, for example, Mustard. Yeah, it's just BTS.BigHitOfficial. How formal. And there's, there's <laughs> this misconception that the BTS Instagram account is never used and it's only like recently been used. That's not exactly true. Like recently they have been using things like... Uh, using stories more actively and using like the story memory tabs but you can scroll all the way down and bts not like bts themselves i just mean like the bts account has been uploading since 2015 maybe 2014 even so it's always been actively used to promote concept photos and comebacks and i know a lot of people have an issue with the for some reason they hate that like the account is keeping up the aesthetics where it's like you use six posts to like make up one image but it always looks nice and it's always nicely done so i think people i don't know i feel like it's a dumb thing to complain about like oh that's so like old no one does that anymore like it looks nice shut up <laughs> i know leave them in their aesthetic alone they're just trying their best to make it look pretty and if that's what they want to do then that's what they want to do um but yeah in terms of um instagram you know some really big accounts we had to scroll through yesterday just to see what um types of accounts were doing things like bts updates or whatever and there's you know accounts like there was bts underscore memes underscore underscore and then there was 
BTS underscore daily dot news. And then there was BTS dot official underscore info. You know, those ones were pretty big accounts where it would be talking about like all the information, for example, if BTS was going to be on a show or just comeback um, details or, you know, what BTS or like if like there was a release of Hot 100 results, they would also post screenshots of that. Um, encourage people to stream. I know um, a few of them had like streaming goals and stuff like that in like their those like permanent uh, Instagram stories. Um, so yeah, if you ever wanted to like, you know, follow something like that on Instagram, those would probably be like some of your go-to um, accounts. And, you know, you could always search for more. I'm sure they're out there. I mean, Instagram is a huge place. So the next one is Tumblr. And I know, you know, both back, like back in our right. baby Tumblr, army days, it? like both Delilah and I were kind of on Tumblr, but Delilah more so than me. When, I was more an anime Tumblr. Yeah. When we were checking out, um, thinking about Tumblr accounts, I was like, what did I follow? And then I remembered because even though I actually didn't join Twitter, I think to like 2018, maybe, but thinking back, I somehow, I still knew everything that happened on twitter i never missed a twitter post i knew everything and i was like hi i how did i know this again and it's because i followed tumblr accounts like bangtan and network bangtan and they literally post translations of tweets of articles they do they pretty much just like copy and paste there are like translators that work for them and then they copy and paste and link all of bts's tweets and their performances and everything onto their tumblr pages so that's how i kept up with everything that was happening before i even had an official twitter right because back then um twitter again i had twitter since like 2015 but i did not tweet with like i did not tweet on um, my twitter account until like maybe 2017 and that was just a vote for bts of the bbmas and then i was like right okay i'm done with that like once the bbmas were over i just didn't use it until like maybe early 2018 and i was like okay i might as well start following bts here and start using twitter um but yeah on tumblr um, definitely there were a lot of places where I remember I was getting, you know, for example, like if they were on like a variety show, um, you know, if there were like places that were, you know, re-uploading the shows with like English subs, I would be on Tumblr, um, finding those things. I remember back before I realized that like Bon Voyage was on VLive, I was oh going to gosh, Tumblr because yes, they would have I the downloads. I watched everything via, everything that was Bon Voyage was always on Tumblr through Google Drive links. Like, that that was the go-to thing to do back in, the, what was it, 2016? Yeah, like, 2016, like, it was a godsend because I would just download the episodes and then, like, when I was on lunch break at university or something, I would, I would just pull out my laptop on campus and just eat and be watching them fool around in uh, <laughs> Scandinavia. That was basically my university experience. I used to watch a lot of uh, Bangtan content through, you know, the Tumblr links that they would provide. So, right. Before yeah. Queen Ducky, we had Google Drive links. Yeah, that was, we really, like, the hustle was real, honestly, back then. <laughs> <laughs> so the next platform we want to talk about is TikTok. And I know um, when it comes to TikTok, 
Um, obviously, there's a lot less that we could find because obviously the way TikTok is, it's just optimized for different things. But in terms of like updates and stuff, there were accounts like, um, for example, your Bangtan source and one account called Soap Hobie. Um, you know, accounts like those did post like updates, you know, stuff like that. Um, and they had, you know, a fairly sizable following. So um, there are ways in which, you know, you can stay updated on TikTok if you don't have any of the other platforms. So there's that. Your, your Bangtan source, that account actually amazes me because they don't just like post updates like every few days or like, oh, this is what happened this past week. They, they post an update of this is what happened with BTS every single day. That's actually crazy. So kudos to their dedication. Like we applaud you, your Bang Ten source. And then of course, moving on, we can't forget YouTube. I'm pretty sure every army or at least most armies at some point had some kind of YouTube journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, when you find them, you know, their music videos or something, you're gonna start looking for them more on YouTube. And I remember in my baby army days, you know, um, uh, there was a lot of figuring out like how to know what was going on. And there were um, accounts back then that were dedicated to updates or whatever. But the ones that we have for you, obviously there's X Celeste. I'm sure a lot of you know her. Not only does she do BTS updates and whatever, but she's also really good at um, theori- uh, theorizing for HYYH content, the Bangtan universe. Um, she posts a lot of her theory videos on her channel, Exceleste, and she, um, yeah, she's just really good at organizing all that information. Um, and she's definitely responsible for a lot of armies figuring out what was going on in their fictional universe, because I know I was watching so many of her videos back then when I was still trying to figure out what the Bangtan universe was. Um, So definitely do check out her channel. Um, I know she has a podcast as well. So I'm sure if you go to her channel, she'll probably have a link somewhere, I assume. (laughs) And then as for another update account, there's also an account to you for you. Um, I believe they also do updates about BTS there as well. But then um, I think one account we definitely cannot fail to mention is Bangtan Subs because the they are an OG. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so if you were an ARMY, I don't even know what, before 2019 even, maybe? Um, but, okay, uh, if you just became an ARMY maybe this year or last year, Bangtan Bombs were never subtitled. Ever. Um, right. And so, Bangtan subs, their whole channel would literally download the episode and then provide high-quality subtitles for it. So, basically, we understood every Bangtan bomb and everything that was happening because of Bangtan subs. So, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, they still are out there translating, which isn't a bad thing, I think, because... I feel like Korean is one of those languages where you can get different meanings depending on Mm. the translator. And so a lot of times, even with like official music videos, even though they've always had subtitles, you'll see that it starts to differ a little bit when you see like Dual Set, for example, translating the title track. Um, 
versus the subtitles that are provided on the official music video. You might see some discrepancies. So yeah, Bangtan subs uh, a true trooper. <laughs> Honestly, like they've subtitled so many things dating way back to their pre-debut logs. So like they've been subbing over eight yeah, years of BTS's content. Is there everything? Right. And not only do they provide high quality um, translations, but they also provide annotations. Sometimes you'll see like translators notes on occasion from them where you'll be able to understand, for example, um, you know, any type of cultural reference that BTS have used, or even if it's like something like, oh, like they're speaking in a certain dialect, they will let you know that in the translators notes so you can learn as well. And I think that that's really cool of them. And they also have a website. Dulce Bangtan has a website um, they, where they translate BTS's music. And then Bangtan Subs has their website where they translate not only BTS's music, but also, you know, other non-music content. And I, they just have such a massive archive, even like stuff like, for example, like their comeback shows on Mnet, back when they used to have like their comeback shows on Mnet, like back in like, for example, like the 2017 Corona the needs to go. Ones. Oh my God. I can't believe we're, we're talking about like, remember when BTS had like Mnet comeback shows? Oh my God. Corona. You those need to, those you need, were cute. You need to get out. I miss those. <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> they are real troopers. So definitely Bangtan subs, like king queen whatever you are whatever you want to be addressed as your highness you are worthy <laughs> honestly they are just one of the most integral people to connecting the uh international fan base with the korean fan base so kudos to them and so another platform we want to talk about is reddit now the way that reddit is formatted is slightly different so you won't really get like specific like accounts that are necessarily purpose for anything the way that you would see on like twitter or the way you would see on like youtube so you're really just going to get like certain pages where you can discuss certain things um so those would be called like subreddits and so if you go on reddit and you go to the subreddit r slash bangtan then you'll find a whole community of armies where you can talk about all things BTS, you can yep. post about certain things and, you know, just have a lot of discourse. They'll have everything. They'll have links to performances and updates and translations. And it's also really fun when an album drops because then everyone is discussing the album on one uh, page. And you can also interact with fan artists. Like, there's... Um, Depending on what the moderators have set, uh, certain content may or may not be allowed to be posted, but uh, fan art is allowed on r slash bangtan, so you really get um, a lot of different sides of armies. You get everything from the information to also the fun stuff, so yeah. Right, and so the last platform we want to talk about is Quora. Now, even, Quora... It doesn't even count as social media. It's like the devil sister of Yahoo Answers. <laughs> no, not Yahoo Answers. Yahoo Answers, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, that's like a perfect comparison. Hey guys, this is Future Me here to um, actually amend this part that we did um, about Quora. Um, because originally we thought that, you know, there really wasn't 
any way to communicate with or find armies on Korra. Um, but I was doing some digging after we had recorded this episode and basically, um, well, obviously for anyone who doesn't know what Korra is, Korra is basically kind of like an information sharing type of platform where basically you can go on there and ask any types of questions you want and people will answer you. So basically, um, you know, if you happen to be knowledgeable about a certain topic and you um, see somebody asking some like a question that you think that you can answer, then you basically just answer it. And like Delilah said, it's basically like Yahoo Answers. Or if um, you need a more uh, current modern comparison, then you can um, kind of compare it to the Ask Reddit um, subreddit that they have. Um, where people will just answer questions. Um, so that's kind of like the premise of Quora. Um, and you actually can follow um, what's called spaces on Quora. And basically what spaces are, it's it, it's kind of similar to like a Facebook page where you have um, this page and it's basically dedicated to um, anything like BTS or ARMY related. And then you can follow that page and then within that page are what's called contributors and i'm guessing those are people who have access to posts on the page um because like there was quite a few followers for this one account that i've seen um and so because of that um i guess um well i mean if i were to give an example so this this page that i have pulled up on my laptop is bts army universe and it has 117 point three K followers and there are 115 contributors, which means 115 people of this 117.3 K followers are allowed to post on here. And then I'm assuming that everyone else is just only allowed to like, like, or comment on those posts. But again, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. So again, kind of similar to Facebook pages. Um, and also you can answer questions still on these types of pages. Um, there's a section where you can answer questions and then any questions that have already been answered will show up on the post section. So that's kind of like the premise of, you know, Quora spaces and then, um, there's also like topics that you can follow on Quora. So for example, if you're interested in psychology and you wanted to either see questions and answers about psychology or answer questions about psychology, um, then you know you would follow that topic. And there is a BTS related topic that you can follow, I checked. And so if you wanted to see um, people answer questions about BTS, then you basically would have to follow that topic. Um, however, in terms of like accessibility to like information regarding BTS and stuff, a lot of this is just like question answer format by armies. And again, like we're not sure whether the information is accurate or not, because, you know, a lot of it is really just coming from, you know, what people know and sometimes it may be inaccurate um so if you really wanted to get anything from the source you again probably have to go to twitter for that and then convey that information via quora um to other people who may not have twitter so it's not the best form of you know finding any information about bts and it's not the best format for communicating with armies either because you just you have to basically kind of communicate via the replies on a space like on a space post 
as opposed to like for example privately messaging any armies or creating group chats i don't believe they have a messaging feature on quora so yeah that's basically kind of what quora is what it entails and blah 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 so anyway back to the podcast now yeah, that, now we're gonna talk about uh, why do we keep um, doing this we keep <laughs> saying the same thing <laughs> we're interrupting each other <laughs> you go ahead okay <laughs> so now that we've kind of laid out the most basic platforms um i feel like we left out army amino but to be honest like considering that is specifically army amino so it's like crafted for armies like I personally feel it doesn't exactly, I don't know, it's it's very unique to these other platforms, so we're not going to talk about Army Amino here, um, but moving on, we're just going to talk about the pros and cons of being on and utilizing these platforms. Right, so first things first, uh, Twitter. Um, the pros of Twitter is obviously, like I was mentioning, it's the closest thing to the source. So you can be able to follow BTS directly on there, um, the account that they manage themselves at BTS underscore TWT. Um, and obviously you can follow all of their other affiliate accounts so you can be updated firsthand on what BTS is doing, what they're posting, where they're going, blah, 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 and other types of things, exactly. for example, like Weverse and whatever. Weverse translations are going to come out super fast if BTS is having a live stream translators are going to be tweeting translations live as they're speaking so basically information is not going to be seen quicker and you're not going to yeah that's just it you're not going to obtain information any faster than being on twitter right exactly um so i think that that is definitely a plus and because so many armies have migrated to twitter because of bts um it makes it really fun to interact with a lot of people in the community especially like when we're all talking about something at the same time because as you guys have may have noticed our fandom is uh massive so whenever enough armies are talking about something we accidentally trend that thing so for example i remember there was this one time um i think it was like last year or the year before no i think it was the year before um in 2019 where jk was growing out his hair a lot and obviously it was sexy and then one day he posts a selfie on twitter and um he it was he had cut his hair in the selfie so then i remember going on twitter and looking at the trends and in like in the words he cut his hair in all caps was trending and i was like this is about jungkook isn't it and i clicked on it and lo and behold it was about jungkook and i was like oh we're so sick it's it's not, it's really not on purpose. I'm sorry, like to <laughs> non-armies, but it just happens because you'll you'll click on the trend and none of the tweets are even related to each other. Uh, it's just so many people are just happening to be talking about the same thing. Right, and it's even funnier when it's like such like a it's not even like a common phrase enough like where people would expect it to trend. It's just like um, he tweeted. That's it. Three hundred k. No context. Just he tweeted. Or that one time where Yumi said that we shouldn't expect any music anytime soon, and then a few days later, 
uh, D2 announcements drop, and then you all look in the trends, and it's, lie. the it's fact true. that we all trended all men do is lie is crazy. Like, how did we all share the same exact thoughts as to Yungi dropping his uh, mixtape announcements when he said he wasn't? That was so funny to me. We share and one brain cell. We really do. And there was another time, actually, I'm thinking of where um, uh, back when BTS were doing like those cute little lives where like they were just doing random stuff with armies, where Hobie was making friendship bracelets for the other members. And then he's making bracelets trended on Twitter by accident because so many people were talking about it. And so like a lot of like non armies, like a lot of locals were just like so curious because of the tag. And it's like, and I remember seeing some tweets like, oh, whoever is making bracelets, like you go, man, you make those bracelets. (laughs) And it's like that is so funny how like i i can only imagine how locals see um how we trend stuff and just find it so perplexing because it's like if you think like you like i don't know like i feel like so many people like are just like so baffled by our influence but like armies are just completely unaware because like this kind of thing happens a lot for us exactly um some more pros about twitter i think is just the access to different types of armies so you can follow fanfic writers you can follow fan artists you can follow edits for example um one of my favorite accounts is uh, moonchild because they post lyric videos of bts songs and they're really aesthetically pleasing and at the same time, they will also have small little poll quizzes uh, to help people see if they can place which lyrics go, which lyrics go where, um, to which song. And it's a great way to like interact with people, but they also make really nice aesthetic edits. And so you'll find so many talented armies in regards to art and just creation in general so twitter is definitely a nice place to get a little touch of everything yeah because i've seen like not even just like bts specifically like related accounts but also like army accounts that you know for example there's the army um what was it the army academy accounts the ones that like tutor like those big accounts that like tutor other armies who are in school so like they have like different branches of accounts where if you like want to be tutored on like maths or science or like art like they hold classes you know and I think that's like really cool. They also have um, there are army accounts dedicated to armies who are in law school or medical school or armies who are deaf and hard of hearing. Like there are so many different uh, accounts that you can follow where you will find a community of people within this big community of army as itself and i think that it's really cool that like armies have found ways to connect even more with each other and to be able to provide like different knowledge and different insight on uh you know all these types of things related to bts and armies and i just love that i just love that about that exactly uh yeah and so now um i think that's all the pros i can think of so now for cons i feel like this con is not necessarily army's fault but more of twitter's fault um just because of how twitter is formatted 
um, it makes it hard to engage in discourse because of the character limit per tweet. And so it makes it easy for people to take what you said out of context because Twitter forces you to keep what you're saying very concise. Unless you're planning on making like a hundred tweet thread, which no one is going to do. Barely anyone does that. I mean, so, Daisy, you do... <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hundred tweets. Usually, my I max out when it gets to twenty five. Tw- but... Twitter, no, people will read Twitter threads if they are like really interesting and have a lot of info and content, or they're telling a story. Like, not to say Twitter threads um, aren't read, but a lot of Twitter is like people want a quick fix type of thing. So, mm. um, if you're someone that has maybe a shorter attention span you're probably not gonna read a long thread yeah um because you see so many times where like you'll post like something really long even if it's like i remember um sometimes i would post something that i've written and it's like a screenshot of what i've written and then like sometimes like I would get people in my quotes and they're like, I'm not reading that. I'm like, first of all, why did you quote tweet me with that? If you weren't going to read it, you could have just scrolled past. Second of all. you clearly did if you're quote tweeting. (laughs) Right. Like you're quote tweeting this telling me I'm not reading. Like, thank you for telling me that you have a short attention span, I guess. Like, I don't know what you want me to respond to with that. But anyway, like when it comes to stuff like that, some people just really aren't interested in reading longer posts. And so if you're looking for really um, in-depth discussion, Twitter doesn't really, um, just because of how it's formatted, it really doesn't um, provide the ideal environment for that. Exactly. And they try to fix that, I think, by being right behind Clubhouse and just adding spaces just like that because Clubhouse, I don't know, everyone and their mothers was like terrified, I guess, of Clubhouse becoming the next big thing. Even though it's just like such a different platform, like the competition was never there. But anyway, back to the topic. Spaces, it doesn't really fix the problem because the type of people on Twitter usually don't make good moderators so you're not gonna have a good discussion in the first place and twitter itself does not care about monitoring spaces either because you can be saying the worst things in those spaces but hey people are using the app they see it as people are engaging with the platform and engaging with that feature so twitter actually doesn't care if what's happening violates their terms of service because i guess money right like twitter clearly does not care about anybody who gets insulted so it's like this is why i'm not fond of using spaces so yeah no and another con i would think of is just um it when it comes to twitter it is so hard to um loot uh to find information sometimes in fact i would say a a better way to say this is that it's harder to locate the source of where said information came from because like somebody will say something and it's like oh where did you get that from oh i heard it from this person and then you ask that person where did you hear it from and it's like oh i read it from some other tweet and it's like nobody knows where it actually came from and again we say this all the time it's like a game of telephone it's just always a bunch of he said she said but then like nobody knows where the original it'll be like where are the receipts and it's like i don't have to provide you anything then like why are you here why are you in this conversation 
Mm-hmm. Right, the sources do trust me. It's like, come on, we need to have fact checking, and because of the way Twitter is, sometimes like no fact checking ever goes on. So so many people we talk about this all the time, and people will just get hit tweets for stuff that's not even true. I mean, we've talked about it in what was it, episode seventeen about misinformation so. in the fandom. Plenty of times where I've seen people get hit tweets over stuff that is not true. If you want to hear some examples, uh, again, listen to episode 17. We list quite a few. Um, And so, yeah, it just makes it easy to spread misinformation, take things out of context. And as you've heard in not even just like episode 17, but in other episodes um, in Army Anonymous episodes, um, it's perfect for uh, breeding things like solo stands, mantis, like misinformation is what they feed on because they use that to manipulate narratives. And um, given how big our fandom is, um, it's really just not a good mix. So, you know, that's, I think, some of the biggest problems that we have um, because of Twitter. But again, that's not ARMY's fault. That's just the formatting of Twitter. That's Twitter's fault. And of course... You know, since Twitter in itself can be a big game of telephone, of course, that once you get off of Twitter, the telephone game is even worse. Like, the telephone becomes busted, the (laughs) broadcast frequency is just cutting in and out like it gets you need a new phone plan baby new sim card you need to just completely replace the phone replace the satellite tower completely because if twitter is where a lot of information is first posted and you can't even get accurate updates there then facebook isn't gonna help you babes I'm telling you, honestly, when it comes to these games of telephone, it's just there's really it's really hard to figure out the best way to stop it. But I will definitely say that Twitter is a really um, bad perpetuator of this game of telephone when it comes to Facebook. Um, though, what I will say for the pros is that I feel like the pages are a very good way to personally connect with a, a lot of armies because I feel like um, compared to Facebook, um, Twitter has a lot more anonymity going on where like somebody will be tweeting, you don't know their name, you don't know their age. Uh, A lot of times you've never seen their face. Um, So Twitter really thrives on that, especially within the K-pop community where people tend to prefer using profile pictures of their favorite idol, which again, no problem. Even I've done that in the past. Um, But obviously because of anonymity, it's harder to get to know people um and obviously because of that you're going to be less trusting with like your information and all of that but facebook obviously facebook um i mean the whole point of facebook is you know to show your face and um to connect with friends to connect with family so if you're on a page um on facebook and you're connecting with other armies a lot of times i do see like these like facebook pages like setting up like meetups and stuff or whether it's like maybe it could even be something like charity related, like they're going to go do like a park cleanup or something like that. And it's like all really cute stuff. So I definitely think that if it's just talking with armies online, um, that Twitter is great for that. But if you want to maybe find somebody offline to connect with, I think Facebook is definitely a way to find armies who are potentially in your area that you can connect with. Now, the cons for using Facebook, I think, is that the Facebook demographic, um, 
let's just say Facebook doesn't attract the best people because Facebook is terrible at moderating and terrible at fact-checking and just letting misinformation spread and not just like about like BTS I mean I mean like just in general like if you've been on Facebook during for example an election season like people are just if people are just so uneducated and so you as an army you might run across people that have very negative feelings about BTS and are going to be very loud about them and it's not going to be something that feels good to constantly come across. And I just think that Facebook is probably, um, if you are, you know, not already using Facebook a lot, it's not really worth it to subscribe to a page on Facebook um, just for BTS content because you can probably get the same uh, content elsewhere it's funny that you mentioned politics actually because that just brought like one forgotten memory of mine of (laughs) me back when i was like 13 or 14 arguing with trump supporters under donald trump's page bro what was i doing my goodness no (laughs) i was really in there in the front lines where is my medal where's my award where's my trophy because i deserve it that not dang that must now i can now i can see why like young people on twitter like you know come on thinking that like they're hot stuff like they know a lot of things because like i was probably like one of those people (laughs) where i mean yeah sure like trump supporters are dumb i'm not gonna act like they aren't but um i was like so young i really like i barely had a grasp on politics but i was arguing with people under a politician's page like I really thought I was that girl, like, <laughs> so that's, it's just so funny to me, but anyway, yeah, you those should, are- You should have seen, you should have seen what it was like, okay, because during the 2016 election, that is when I took AP Gov, so, of course, like, half the class is, you know, wanting Hillary Clinton to be president, and we can't, we're not, none of us are even old enough to vote. <laughs> And then the other half is like, well, I think Trump has some good ideas. And so just honestly, that whole time was absolutely terrible because it was inescapable, even offline. Oh, no, it wasn't when I was 13 or 14. It was back in 2013 or 14. It was like 20, like near the time of his election as well, like 2015, 2016. Around that time, I was just busy arguing with, like, Trump supporters for, like, some reason. I'd be looking at the likes I'd be getting on Facebook from, like, my fellow Democrats, and I'm like, hey, hey, yeah, I'm smart. I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah, people, I feel like people on Facebook and Twitter are never as smart as they think they are, because if you actually are smart, you, you you wouldn't try to present yourself as that (laughs) right saying like i'm smart out of my own mouth makes me cringe it gives me the shivers Mm -hmm. i it feels disgusting i like if you have like if you say out of your own mouth unironically i'm a good person i'm a smart person it's like "Mm," sometimes i side eye you because it's like i understand like bigging yourself up um you know you know there's nothing wrong with self-confidence but at the same time 
like sometimes some people say it and it's like you feel like they're trying to like they're trying to justify it to themselves or like they're trying to convince themselves that they're a good person or a smart person but anyway that's a completely different topic moving on to the next platform is instagram um i think the pros of instagram i think definitely in terms of like finding fan artists instagram is a perfect place for you because wow instagram is fan art heaven i love going to instagram for fan art um there's so many of my favorite fan artists who i follow on instagram a lot of them do cross post on twitter as well um uh if you see like a lot of twitter fan artists a lot of them will also have instagrams and you know all uh quite a few of them will also you know open commissions on instagram and whatever um so that's definitely a plus um if you're into aesthetics that's um like if you want to look for armies who are good with like visual aspects of bts not even just like fan art but also fan edits whether that's like photos or it's um videos short snippets of videos those are also good so yeah that's a plus for me um speaking of uh fan artists on instagram uh quick little plug for rafa if you guys like the thumbnail art of our podcast it was done by our good friend and you can find her on instagram at rk underscore draws a-r-e-k underscore draws right back to the program (laughs) (laughs) yes rafa that was for you even though we always have it in the end of our podcast episodes still we just want to plug it because man it's crazy how she managed to like draw all of that from my basic ass sketch because god knows (laughs) god knows i am not the artist that she is i'm not the artist that even i want myself to be we also Um, (laughs) we also felt like hmm, maybe like we're giving her too many ideas and then she like did the most in the best way right she was like oh is this too simplistic for you and i was like what (laughs) how is this simplistic this is like amazing and i was like are you sure you don't want more money for this (laughs) like (laughs) because we were there negotiating prices with her for like commissions and she was like giving us prices i'm like i feel like i need to give you more because this is so good like i can't just offer you like what i did for this like are you kidding me but anyway um in terms of cons for Instagram, Instagram is definitely not set up to communicate with armies all that well because it's so focused on aesthetics. Um, um, yeah, there's also, I feel like a lot of the also army specifically, army specific accounts on Instagram, they are not too concerned with posting comeback goals and updates earlier we gave like accounts that are specifically doing that and it's very good that they're doing that but you will see army accounts with seven million followers and all they do is post pictures of v and pretend to be v like they will literally (laughs) post his selfies and then like caption it it'll be like Consomnida Ami and it's like you're not Young. what are you doing? I'm telling you it's like what do you mean Borahe like you're not Kim Young. stop trying to trick armies into thinking that you have your own personal Instagram it's so stupid and it's like on top of that like um because they're not posting things like comeback goals or dates um you know there are a lot of armies who are left in the dark like because then suddenly like they'll post like i don't know like the account will post like an edit and it's using like a new bts song 
Um, and then the army is going to be like, oh, when did this come out? And it's like, the song came out like three weeks oh ago. Oh my gosh, the amount of Instagram armies that were unaware of mono, like, that was the time. Um, I mean, to be fair, it's not like it was really promoted. Exactly, June that's said the it was thing, like two days because, ago, but like, like... Yeah, because like we said, you know, they, when BTS drop things, like, for example, mono, uh, June will just post a SoundCloud link on Twitter and go. So if army Instagram accounts aren't letting people know, then of course Instagram armies aren't going to know. And I think that if you have such a large following of armies, I I don't know, you're doing the fandom a, dis- a disservice by not providing um, more content that you should. Like, I, I don't know. I just think it's such a waste of followers. Like, I'm sorry. I know it's, like, their account, they can do what they want, but it just really doesn't make sense to me how you can have, like, 5 million followers, um, but, like, not really talk about what BTS is doing. Right. Because it's, like, um, you know, as much as we do spend time to fun over BTS, because why wouldn't we fun over BTS? They're hot, they're sexy, they're cute. You know, they're just a whole package. But at the same time, it's like, again, like if you have like 5 million followers and like none of them know when the comeback date is, like that's kind of a problem because like as armies, yes, we fought over BTS, but our number one job is to support the boys. And it's like, if nobody knows where to buy the albums, if nobody knows when the comeback date is, um, you know, then how do you expect these people to be supporting BTS the way that they should? Because imagine if we did have that extra power and we had what sorry okay so i was like double checking um like accounts to give as an example i'm sorry to call them out but you know if they're on instagram like this they probably won't listen to this podcast um so one (laughs) account it's like a good example of a account like we didn't mention but it's just like a solo member page is jungkook john seven and they describe themselves as daily jungkook and bts updates so most of it is going to be posts about jungkook but they also have permission to dance goals and they kind of post like recent things so like videos and pictures that are like recent and they have one million followers but the account under them has 10.4 million followers Whoa. The user is Jungkook underscore Big Hit Entertainment, and the description literally says account managed by Big Hit Entertainment. What? No, it is not. And also in the also in the description, it says Fanstagram, which is a fan Instagram. So they really contradicted themselves. They really presented it as this account is like official and all of their pictures that they post are pictures of jungkook with captions all in korean as if he's speaking oh literally exactly what you described exactly and this account once again has 10.4 million followers and i'm sure none of those captions in korean tell them to stream butter no none of them tell him to stream permission to dance either like it's so weird guys like you you can't honestly tell me that it's not super weird to use words and language 
like, oh, I missed armies today. Like, as if you are the member. That's how they speak. They speak in first person as if they are the member. And it's weird. Right. And especially when, like, they get DMs, like, oh, um, like, they'll get DMs from, like, armies because some armies um, will think that it's the actual member who's running the Instagram account. And it's like, is this really what you're using your platform for? You're trying to pretend to be a member just so you can get clout and you can get people in your DMs to because they think that you're that member when you could literally be doing anything else useful, like posting comeback goals. But instead, you're here uh, basically using Jungkook for clout. I really don't understand this. 10 million followers and probably all of them are in the dark about what BTS is actually doing right now. That's crazy to me. Exactly. And so that's why like because like again like we gave you examples of accounts that properly you know give updates about bts and what they're doing but like we had to like we were up last night like we took a long time to actually find those three decent accounts and again those were just three um we don't know what else is out there if there are any other good accounts that post bts updates or if those are the only three good ones the thing is is like there are like some decent solo fan pages that do a mix of you know posting cute member pics but also fun updates but those aren't the accounts that have the most followers like the jungkook accounts that i'm looking at that post about updates they have 1 million 1.5 million maybe just maybe two million while the accounts that are impersonating the members it's not just jungkook like all of them have an account like this they have accounts that are like 10 million 15 million followers like that's absolutely insane and there's absolutely nothing about permission to dance maybe they posted like one butter concept photo with the caption saying I kid you not, a caption that will be like, ARMY, do you want to see more? Like, that's literally what the caption will be, as if it's the member speaking. And it's, um, and it's funny to me that, um, you know it's not the member speaking, because why does the Korean translate ARMY to ARMY? No, not the military. No, 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 like, like, you, let me go back. Let me find it. Is it written as like Avni in looking Korean? I'm for it. Okay, I get. Okay, I found one. One, it does say Ami as in like the proper way. Um. So like one of so some of them do say that, which is just still weird because you are not the members. <laughs> Honestly, like, what kind of... You know what, This is foolishness. Yeah, Daisy, I'll even DM you the count right now. But, yeah, I I mean, do... I hope our listeners don't think we're overreacting. Like, do you guys also think it's weird to have, like, 12 million Instagram followers but never say anything about what BTS are actively doing? That's crazy. posing as the members themselves. Like, that's... That's so weird. That's evident clout chasing honestly but yeah those are pretty much the cons i can think of with instagram so the next is tumblr so some pros um because of tumblr you can post um i guess longer more detailed things about bts um character limit 
Right. And you can have like huge master posts, for example. That's how we found all the different um, content that BTS had, like the Bon Voyage stuff, like the variety show stuff. Like it was all in like big master posts. That's how, you know, Delilah and I would Mm -hmm. find BTS stuff on Tumblr. And that was very useful. Um, There's also, um, I feel like Twitter tried to copy this that one time when they like allowed you to post like two gifts at the same time remember that but twitter not twitter sorry sorry tumblr to this day is the only social media site that has just like mastered gift sets and making gifts like Mm -hmm. it is the perfect platform for making gifts posting gifts and reposting them I mean, when I say repost, I don't mean, like, literally repost. I mean, like, reblog, but just in case people don't know what it means to reblog, I'm saying repost. Um, mm. So, Tumblr is really the queen of just fan content. You can also see things that are trending. Um, you can follow certain trends and hashtags. However, I feel like on the flip side... A really big con of Tumblr is, like, the search system actually really isn't that great. Um, Yeah. Like, for example, if you were to just search BTS in the search filter, you'll probably just end up with a lot of, like, your name fanfics for some reason. Um, There's, I don't know, the way search feature, it just doesn't optimize posts as it should. Like, the search feature on Tumblr has just always been kind of messy. But when you do find accounts that have really good content it is a really fun site to engage with right and also like um just to give another pro um if you like um things like one shots or like just fan fiction in general you'll tend to find a lot more of that on tumblr um, which I think is definitely prime for that. I know Twitter, a lot of people post, um, you know, fan fiction on Twitter. However, just because of how the site is, if you want to post um, longer content, it's either going to be you have to type it out in your notes app and then you share it, the screenshots, like one tweet by one tweet. And then obviously, like, there's a four picture uh, limit per tweet. So um, if you have something that's really long that you want to share, it's going to take you a lot of tweets. Um but for Tumblr, obviously, because, again, there's not really a weird limit with that, um, you can kind of uh, do a lot more in-depth content like that. So if that's what you're into, I feel like Tumblr is probably the best place for that. Um, although I will say that Twitter does have a lot of good fan fiction as well, especially like the AUs, like the Twitter AUs. I feel like a lot of them uh, on Twitter are like super amusing for me. I love them. But yeah, that's just another pro and i'm sorry um i looked at the account that you just sent me the one that was impersonating jungkook and wow the comments are so i feel like they don't know which is crazy because if exactly. it's as a fanstagram like you should know but like like these these um comments are literally like oh i love you jungkook um they're sending purple hearts um there are verified counts in these comments like do you are you not ashamed I know, but, like, at the same time, uh, the account just put Fanstagram in their bio and said, that's enough. Like, they literally do not care uh, if people think that they are the real member or not. That's crazy. Also, just the audacity to also say, like, um, to say that 
it's like approved by Big Hit. Like, no, they did not. Why are you lying? <laughs> One army in here says, please come to India. I'm sorry to break this to you, sweetie, but this is not Jungkook. He hasn't read your message. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no. Please go under their official Twitter and ask Jungkook to come to India. And I'm sure that I, even if he doesn't answer, he would at least have be more likely to see it. But anyway. Why aren't they also posting like really old photos and like, because, like, I remember, like, seeing these pictures, but they're from, like, months back or, like, years back. Um, and they're posting them as if, like, they're new. Probably because if you're not on Twitter and you're just seeing stuff from Instagram, you're probably going to think it is new. I know. So, it's crazy. ah, God, that, that sucks. Um, so, I guess the next thing to go to is TikTok. And a pro for TikTok, definitely the video edits. Um love seeing them especially when people make choreography or do like dance covers of bts songs it's a great way to you know just share your talents um i know a lot of um people on the arts and crafts side of army twitter are on there sharing different like um bts related arts and crafts projects for example when the bts meal came out um back in may um, a lot of armies who got um, the purple packaging at McDonald's then upcycled that purple packaging um, to different things. For example, like we gave the example of that army who washed the sauce lids, um, the Cajun and sweet chili sauce lids, and then they put them in. Um, plus, I think they like it was either like they what did they do? I don't know the specific term for it. It was like either laminated, put it in plastic. They did something with it and they made it into a little keychain. Or they also took the um, cup, the purple cup, and then they um, put it with their, they put it inside like their Starbucks clear cup casing. Um, so I thought like the things like that were like really cool. Um, and you'll be surprised, but BTS actually does lurk a lot on ARMY TikTok. And so um, if, you know, they see a video that they like, they will comment on it, which I think is really cute. So um yeah i think that tiktok is great for things like edits uh, choreography like dance covers or if you have like instrumental covers if you have like bts related cooking or crafts like mm -hmm. those types of videos are perfect i also feel like tiktok is where things go viral um mm. and so it is a great way to provide exposure to bts the only issue is that i think People are trying too hard to make things go viral because, I don't know, the TikTok algorithm, it's, it's very specific things and types of things that go viral. So you have to be very, you have to be more creative with your trends if you want something to go viral. Right. And I've even seen articles come out where it's like TikTok executives basically kind of decide what goes viral and what doesn't. So if it doesn't go viral, it's not necessarily because it's not slapping. It's not popular. Uh, no, it's probably because somebody up there in power decided, nope, don't want this to be on the trending page. So it's not your fault, armies. You don't have to worry about things going viral. Just be yourself on TikTok, post your cute content, be you. And that's all that matters. Um, now for cons, I think, honestly, when it comes to cons, I just think that TikTok is really not for things like updating. So, um, like, for example, like the two, um, accounts we gave for like BTS updates or whatever, those are quite literally like the only two I could find that really did consistent updates. 
So like, it's really just for like your own type of content creating, not necessarily for looking for to see what like BTS is up to or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And you know, when it comes to BTS's official TikTok, even though they do use it, um, they don't use it all that much, I would say. It's more for like, for example, like if they want to do like a couple cute little clips to promote butter or dynamite and stuff like that, that's kind of what they use it for. Um, it's more for promotional purposes rather than like um, them posting silly TikToks the way that TXT does, for example. Like you can tell that TXT clearly run their account on TikTok. <laughs> so like if you want to see the difference between, uh, you know, a group that runs their TikTok account and a group that uses it for promotional purposes, just look at the difference between BTS and TXT. You'll understand what I mean. Yeah, I think TikTok is, you know, great if you want to look at just content creation however if you're going to use just solely tiktok um for bts you're not gonna you're gonna be missing out on way too much yeah especially because um uh you know tiktok the way it's formatted um you can only have um uh videos up to a certain number of seconds i feel like they might have increased the number of seconds they, to there, there it are, to be 60. yeah there are some accounts who there it's like i think you have to have like a certain amount of followers or something but i think the tiktok limit ha has been increased because i've watched tiktoks that are longer than the 60 seconds but it's not for every account it's only for like i think you have to have a certain amount of followers or, yeah, or at least be verified or something. Yeah, something like that. Because I've seen TikToks these days that are now like two or so minutes long. Um, but I don't think that's for everybody. I think just regular TikTok users have the standard 60 seconds. So Exactly. Um, yeah, so you're not going to be getting a huge amount of information from TikToks alone. And if you wanted to be on, you know, TikTok, you know, the army side of TikTok, you would still have to supplement it with other things. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then also, one thing I want to add, if you haven't made a TikTok yet, the way the TikTok algorithm works is that you, to get specific videos you want on your free page, you have to like certain videos so that TikTok can learn what you want to see. So the first time you download TikTok, you're probably going to get, like, a lot of random, just, like, dancing videos and, like, what people consider to be the stereotypical cringy TikTok it's only when you start to like specific videos that you get to like the actual really creative funny sides of TikTok. Right. So you just have to show TikTok what you enjoy and then it's going to pick up on that and then change the algorithm for you. But yeah, that's basically TikTok. So now on to YouTube. I think YouTube is definitely a really great platform to um, share information on um, where you know, things like Twitter and stuff like that are, you know, too, um, you know, if you need to share something longer and more in detail, I feel like YouTube, especially um, for people who are kind of more into like visual content creation, I think that's perfect. Because I mean, TikTok as well is perfect for content creators. But again, there's a limit to how long your TikToks can be. But YouTube is basically unlimited. So you can upload a video that's essentially as long as you want and um, it can have as much information in it as you want. And so that's why I feel like compared to TikTok, YouTube would be way better for things like um, not just content creation, but also updates on what BTS are up to because 
you know, there's only so much you can put into a 60 second video, but YouTube, they don't have that limitation. Exactly. And also YouTube, I think is a nice, um, it's just like, it kind of has like everything too. It's kind of like one of those platforms where you can get, you can get like information, you can get people, um, breaking down, you can get people breaking down theories like Celeste does that we went over. And then also, of course, that's where you're going to find all the Bangtan Bombs and Bangtan episodes. So like, Mm. you will just, you get to find just like really fun content of BTS that's official and free. Mm-hmm, exactly. Because um, they have their official YouTube channel, Bangtan TV, and then they have Big Hit labels where, you know, uh, Big Hit posts all their music videos. Although technically, I feel like, although I think they have a playlist on Bangtan TV where they've cross-posted those music videos as well. So you can find them on both channels, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. But um, yeah, um, that's definitely a place where you can get free serotonin basically because that's where bts also officially posts uh post their content and they post often as well so that's great and it's a mix of both you know the promotional stuff and then just also you know like delilah said the bangtan bombs where they're just like behind the scenes and they're like doing something silly um so that's one good thing about it um i think um the only downside would probably be just even though there the can be... The only downside? There, okay, on. is there more than... It's the only downside I can think of right now because it is late and my brain isn't working. So we'll take turns. I think one of the downsides is that um, just because of like the comment section, um, I don't know, sometimes having discussions in the comment section get on my nerves just because of the formatting of YouTube. Is it just I me? I know, yeah. And also, if it's, it, it's very easy for people to comment things that aren't very relevant um you know sometimes you kind of just want people to actually discuss in depth uh the content but people don't people aren't commenting usually on official content for stuff like that um another con that i'm thinking of is that it is so easy to get misinformation if you were trying to use YouTube to learn about BTS because some, you know, introduction videos are just outdated um, or they include either too much information or irrelevant information. So like if you're a new fan, it can be very overwhelming. So there's just like some fan content that is perceived to be as like an intro video but i don't know like you why why are you making crack videos for new armies they're not going to make sense you know what i mean but yeah now that i think about it that's actually true and you know obviously we've talked about um channels where um they don't post the most useful information for baby armies um squishy minyungi i'm sorry to single you out again but you're kind of one of them um, and just also other channels that kind of mindlessly upload, um, you know, compilation videos that kind of just don't really have any rhyme or reason to them that kind of don't do what they're intended to do. Like, for example, like you'll have like those big verified channels that kind of like are like content farms where 
they'll just do a mix mash of like all these different BTS moments that have like no correlation or no context behind it. And then it's like BTS funniest moments. And then you watch the whole 20 minute video and you don't laugh once. And then of course, reaction channels. Um... Reaction channels are um, either the best thing that people enjoy or the worst thing. And I feel like definitely it's a mix of both where you have reaction channels that are definitely um run by cool people who genuinely love bts and can also offer like their own insight to things i know i sometimes enjoy watching like professional choreographers react to bts's yeah. dance practices or you can watch um things like for example um mental health uh professionals reacting to you know songs in bts's love yourself trilogy or map of the soul persona or map of the soul seven there's, or you can there's a, like there's just niches there's for everyone recent reaction channel um that's been watching BTS's music videos and behind the scenes of them, um, and they're a filmmaker. And so, like, they talk about... First, they watch the music video, and they talk about, you know, how they think something was filmed, whether it was CGI, how you can tell. They talk about different cameras and lighting, and then they go and watch behind the scenes and um, see how it was actually made and provide commentary on, like the dedication to like the filming crew and stuff and how right. they make the music videos which is nice um but if it's like um rapper reacts to uh bts and it they're they have like uh two releases on soundcloud like what 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 are you providing <laughs> <laughs> it's really those people who like tag it as rapper reacts to BCS and it's like you are a 14 year old white boy from the south of Illinois what exactly are you contributing to this conversation I, I don't need your commentary I can't wait for me to like get my masters and then I'll start a reaction channel and it'll be like uh, QMHP reacts to BTS fake love like I don't, I don't know <laughs> what um like my qualifications will do in that scenario but it sounds official and it sounds fancy so it'll get clicks <laughs> i'm telling you like one day i'll just go to my page and i'll have a youtube channel and it's like something like i don't know hr consultant reacts to hive conference video Not or something HR consultant. <laughs> <laughs> but no i'm surprised anything. it actually doesn't exist already actually i'm gonna look it up right now what is it <laughs> right and sometimes it's funny because like they'll say like their title or something like whether it's like vocal coach or blah 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 and then no sometimes it'll just be completely unrelated to like what they're actually reacting to so for example like i don't know american reacts to this but it's like everything or sometimes they'll change what they are depending on what they're reacting to yes. like one video is like american is reacting to this and then the next is dancers reacting to this and it's like okay what what are you um exactly it's like you can tell that they're just testing out different titles to try and get up on the algorithm and get the most clicks and, and like i get it because that's how youtube works but once again the that is the con it yeah. being that that's how youtube works a lot of things are clickbait so i would say that's youtube's just biggest flaws clickbait and like useless comment section <laughs> 
Also, the report um, featured like and Jay Gucci and Jay Gucci. Yes, and Jay Gucci. The report features are garbage because it makes it so hard for us to ever take anyone down who deserves to be taken down. Jay Gucci has been profiting off of BTS and Big Hit for so many years now, and their translations are garbage. We talk about them all the time. We talk about how they literally just look like they took BTS's music, ran it through Google Translate, and that was their lyric video. That's literally how clunky their lyric videos look. Whenever you read the translations, it just reads off like they just copied and pasted from Google Translate. And it upsets me because those are normally at the top of the algorithm. Like you look at BTS lyric videos and normally Jay Gucci is like um, like top three, if not the top um, video in the search list. And it makes me mad because then, you know, you have new fans who are clicking on those lyric videos seeing um, you know what the hype is about BTS, and then they read the translations, and they're like, "Oh, well, this doesn't make sense. Why do Not people even like are them?" The translations bad. Like they color code the wrong members, and it'll be like right. very obviously wrong too. Like there's no way um, you can possibly mistake Jin for Jimin. Like I don't know. Like it's they're it's bad. Right, and it's like you think after all these years that they're profiting off of them, you could at least do some justice and know what their voices sound like and place faces to voices, but they just never do. And I, that makes it makes me so mad because then you have people confused about you know who is singing what, and again, it's detrimental for new armies because it's just not a good first impression. Um, there are plenty of other good lyric videos um, that. Um, you know, give all the, let Big Hit, like, take copyright claim for their videos, so, like, they're not earning anything from those videos um, that we could probably recommend at some point in time, but, yeah, just not Jay Gucci. So, stuff like that makes it annoying. Um, but, yeah, that's YouTube. And then Reddit, I would say the pro of Reddit, definitely, because Reddit is centered around discourse and discussion. If you really want to talk in depth about something, Reddit is 100% the place to go to. Exactly, especially because um, since you are following subreddits, you're basically following topics only, so everyone is discussing, and there's no uh, big accounts and small accounts like there are on you know Twitter or even YouTube. Um, you could even possibly consider Tumblr to be based around like small big accounts, even though um, it's a little bit not as obvious uh reddit kind of gets rid of that the only way to really the only way to really base um how quote unquote big an account is if you click on an account and it'll tell you um how much karma they have and literally all that means is that they have made a post and people have upvoted it a lot that's literally all that means yeah um so yeah when it comes to reddit definitely um is the place to go for discussion and i think that because of the fact that you know you don't know really who's a quote-unquote big or small account everyone's kind of equal on that platform i feel like it makes it a lot more easier because i mean on twitter um conversations can easily be overridden the second that a big account quote tweets a small account um so you know, that's why it's just really hard for people to really facilitate discussion. I mean, that's the sole reason why Delilah and I even created this podcast in the first place, because it's just so hard to talk about things on Twitter 
And, you know, even though there is places like Reddit, we just felt like there needed to be some type of outlet that that Twitter was not providing. And I definitely feel like if you're not into making podcasts like we are, then Reddit is a great alternative where you can find a lot of people to talk to. And, you know, you can um, post photos, you can post hyperlinks, you know, you can do a lot more than what you would be doing on somewhere like Twitter, for example. So that's also great. Yeah, um, I guess the cons, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know why I paused so much, um, it's, <laughs> it's late as we're recording this, uh, the cons of Reddit is that there are gonna be just, like, pools of people that are going to be very biased and probably negative toward BTS, um, and you can easily avoid those by not entering those spaces, but you may come across it. Um, like, for example, uh, there is actually a trending page on Reddit. So, like, let's say a post in r slash kpop or r slash bangtan were to go viral, um, it would show up on everybody's. It would show up on everybody's, like, trending page. And so they can see that post, um, and it could invite, like, unwanted people. Um, but for the most part, you can, you, uh, the moderators, they can either downvote or, um, not the moderators, like, everyone can downvote, but the moderators can, like, ban people from using the subreddit if they have harmful language, which in this sense is a pro because since moderation is not like some reddit intern behind a desk it's like real people uh action is taken much quicker um but of course the con is that you might run into a lot of negativity just because reddit's demographic is like reddit's overall demographic is not the same as BTS's demographic. Right. So that's why you'll find a lot more cynicism on Reddit. Um, and I remember because, you know, Delilah, you were talking about in the seventh episode of Army Anonymous how you went to Reddit straight after, you know, Permission to Dance um, was released and, like, you listened to it and, like, there were so many people ragging on the song. So it's like, Sometimes Reddit is not the best place to go to if you just want positivity. I feel like, especially if like you want to critique something, Reddit is probably where a lot of people do that more in detail. So yeah, if you're if like negativity is really not your thing, probably um, if you really want to use Reddit, I would say just you know watch where you know you are on Reddit. You know, make sure that you're trying your best to kind of um, stay in positive circles, but. Other than that, yeah, that's kind of the cons of Reddit. Now, lastly, onto Quora. The pros of Quora? I guess the pros of Quora is that, like, you can get instant, like, feedback. Um, but the, it, Quora, it's so hard to say pros. Don't yeah. use Quora. Um, because, like, I went through my emails to, look at because i don't even know what i signed up for core i genuinely have no recollection of ever doing this but i still get suggestions and for example someone asked is bts jungkook 
overrated. And then the response is, well, I feel this goes for all of BTS. I think they're all overrated. And it's like, first of all, the the question sucks. Um, Second of all, the answer sucks. And then this was written May 31st of this year. Someone asked, what is Jungkook's ideal type? And someone like wrote this as if they are Jungkook. They said, these are the things I find attractive in a girl. Long hair, double eyelids, natural makeup, preference for Korean and Japanese girls. Like, they're just pulling these answers out of their ass. No. That's actually so sick. And you know what's really funny is that you, I don't know, like, you can obviously tell, like, this is not written by Jungkook, but, like, that's what they portray it as. Right. I just I just really don't get it. Again, it's like impersonation, but like on court, it just looks extra stupid. So it's just like some rando on the internet that just impersonating Jungkook. Like, why would Jungkook be on Quora? Why? Um, This person asks, is Jungkook single? And they say, yes, this man is single. He's known to be the golden maknae and an international playboy. So why doesn't he have a girlfriend? Let me explain. I already Um, hate this answer. Number one, the rules. What? What rules? Jungkook has been signed under a contract which prohibits him from dating while he is a part of BTS. No one, that was never No, that's never been in the contract. I've heard they have re-signed the contract, allowing them to perform for another five to six years, which means that they will not date for another five to six years. No. (sighs) Um, this is so sick. While he is under bigot, he can't be in a relationship because he needs to keep the fans' wishes. No. Like, I'm pretty sure it was even Tay himself has said that, like, bait- dating bands are like a unicorn. Everyone's heard of them. No one's seen them. Right. Do companies discourage dating? Yes. Um, but considering there's been so many K-pop idol dating scandals... Obviously, like, it's not forbidden. They're just really, really good at hiding it. Yeah, if anything, they just um, don't encourage dating in public because it just it just garners too much attention. And it's like, bro, no one needs all that. I can't believe this was written this year. Um... In fact, there's this one. I was looking through my core notifications, and there's this one from June 14th, and someone asked, it was like, is Taehyung sick of being an idol, or did he become arrogant? Is something bothering him? And I'm like, what? Where what? did you... <laughs> How did you even get that? <laughs> they literally just pull these questions out of their ass because I don't understand. No, there's one <laughs> there's one question where someone is like, is Kim Taehyung really one quarter Filipino? <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be funny. <laughs> no, what is where do people get where, this? Where did like where like who said that? No, what is this one? Somebody said, what would you do if Jimin died? What kind of question is that? I shouldn't laugh. I'm just shocked. Like, what? Who comes up with these questions? Wait, I'm scared to know what the answers are. I feel like, what would, like, isn't, like, the obvious answer, like, cry or something? Of course, people would be sad. Like, if somebody died, is that not, like, the most common reaction? I just don't get it. Oh, man. (laughs) This is kind of funny. Someone said, oh, um, 
someone um, had asked, how can I meet BTS in person? And some of the answers were obvious, like, oh, um, go to a concert, attend a fan meeting. Um, but this one says, happen to be in one of their Bon Voyage destinations. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One doesn't just happen to be there. You don't really come across that information. I know, right? Oh my god. This is such a... This is... This says, which members of BTS have depression? What is going on? Why are you asking these things? Yeah, it's not necessary. If they've shared in their music, you would know. But other than that, like, you're probably not gonna... Uh, oh, uh, when someone asked which BTS member has depression, they said likely all of them because they are highly overworked and, um, they are bound to feel lost about who they are individually as a person. Uh, people should be careful of that because, like, clinical depression is kind of different from just, like, regular sad depression. So, you know, when people ask that, like... Be careful, because you don't want to say all of them have depression, because that may not be the case. Clinically, I mean. Ooh, this is so funny. Someone said, is BTS overrated? Like, a separate question. And they said, if you look through the history of boy bands, especially in the Western side, you'll realize that their hype only will last a few years before people move on to something else that catches their eye. And I specifically said the Western side because right now most of BTS fans are not even their native Koreans and they're trying to appeal to the Western side as much as possible. Daisy, this was answered in 2018. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm sick. No, there's this one question that says, do BTS love their fans? <laughs> like, why would they not love their fans? Also, I don't feel- Also, like, only there's like very few people that would go ahead and say yeah i freaking hate my fans like what right and no like i also get questions for like other you know k-pop groups because it like the algorithm just automatically assumes that like i'm gonna look at other k-pop group answers and somebody asked this question has blackpink's jisoo ever vomited why what why do you why do you need to know that what compels you do you guys see what we mean when we're like cora is just useless it does nothing the questions are weird and even if there is a valid question the answers are just like absolutely horrible like they're terrible there's never i've never seen one good answer on that hell site that's why sometimes i have to take it upon myself to be uh putting good answers on there i remember back in like 2018 ish um when my account was still very small um i would be going on quora and answering stuff and i would be screenshotting my answers and then reposting them on twitter and then people would be like um like that was kind of like a thing back then that's what i would be doing but like nowadays i just really cannot stand quora i haven't gone back to it in like a couple of years but again like back to the vomiting question a why would you need to know that and b what makes you think anybody on quora would know when blackpink's jisoo has ever vomited why why, why would anyone like, have that and like if she did i mean i'm pretty sure everyone's like vomited at least like once in their life like what is what is that How's that going to, like, enrich your knowledge of Blackpink in any way? Please tell me. Right. Like, I know this person was procrastinating something. Like, either they had an essay due, they had an exam the next day. 
they were supposed to do something, but they they just weren't they were just focusing on the wrong thing because you don't ask weird questions like that unless you're procrastinating something. But yeah, when it comes to Quora, um, very little pros. And um, as you've seen us from, you know, they, we trash talks the Quora hold the whole time. Like most of it is cons um, because it's really not a good place to find community for ARMY. And um, a lot of questions and answers just give me a headache. I'm sorry. Like Quora is probably like the worst option you could think of if you wanted to pick a main platform to be on. I would I just say know, I don't even know how you would just be on Cora. Like Cora makes me know. sick. It makes me sick. Like I know like we try our best sometimes to like be neutral. Um or at least not be neutral, but at least like give positive sides so like we're not completely negative, but like there's no positives to Cora. We lied. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cora is garbage. We're not going to sit here and have false advertisement. That's not what we're about. Quora is really not it. I'm sorry. But yeah, that pretty much concludes the pros and cons of each platform, which is funny because this is only supposed to be a minuscule part of our episode and it's been an hour and a half. Oh my god, I don't know how we've been talking for an hour and 30 minutes. I'm so sorry. We are going to try and speed through the rest of this outline because we are absolutely sickening. So let's see if we can keep this under two hours and move into the next part where we discuss probably the more interesting and much more relevant um, discussion for this episode. And it is, why is there a disconnect between information and types of armies across these platforms? Yeah, so when it comes to this disconnect... Um, because like there are different platforms and you know people will have differences for what platforms they prefer um that's one of the biggest reasons you know um some people prefer the short conciseness of tweets and that's why they're on twitter some people prefer more in-depth discussion or learning and that's why they might choose youtube or reddit some people may favor the more aesthetic uh, aspects of standing and so you might find them on instagram or tiktok um, some people may just prefer Tumblr because they like, you know, having longer posts about things, but like not too much in depth in the way that Reddit is. And then, um, I don't know what type of godforsaken person would enjoy Quora, so I'm going to skip that, but people have their preferences. <laughs> um, so I would say that's the biggest reason for a disconnect. But aside from that, I would also say that, um, because of the different types of information you get from those platforms, the farther you are from the information, the more misinformation spreads. And so that's why I feel like there can be a huge disconnect between, for example, Twitter armies and let's say, I don't know, Instagram armies, because BTS themselves were, uh, don't uh, post on Instagram at all. It's mainly just like their company and it's really just aesthetic pics as well. So like that's why there's this huge disconnect in information because so many armies on different platforms will be left in the dark about certain things depending on how frequently BTS posts there and how many accounts that they have on those accounts. And of course, you know, the people that have the accurate information are probably not the ones also on that platform, so they can't correct or add anything because they're not on the platform to do so. Exactly. And um, so... Um, again, and like we were talking about it earlier about like Instagram, like there's this like huge dis uh, disapproval of how armies promote BTS on certain platforms because like you said, like there'll be accounts with like 10 million followers 
and they're just impersonating a BTS member. And instead of talking about comeback goals, instead of talking about what BTS are up to, you're just posting a selfie of Jungkook that he had posted like three months ago talking about a Sanyo. I mean, it's like, no, you're not Jungkook, okay? Um, and we're the comeback goals. So that's why um, some armies can be really upset at other at other armies on different platforms because sometimes they feel like they don't utilize the platforms as well as they should. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk on Twitter about how we can best um, go into different platforms and optimize, um, you know, promoting BTS on those platforms or just creating better content on those platforms in general. Mm -hmm. Not even just I on places like Instagram, but like YouTube as well. I know there's been a huge talk of that and TikTok. I've seen people get mad um, by people. I mean, like, people on Twitter get mad that TikTok armies will make BTS edits, and those BTS edits will get super popular on TikTok. They'll get, like, 30k likes and stuff. But the background music uh, will use a different artist song. And so Twitter armies think that it'd be great if you can make some really awesome BTS edits with BTS songs. And then that way, you're promoting BTS and their music instead of giving other artists um, exposure over BTS. Right, and I can definitely understand that. And um, uh, when it comes to things like that, um, I'm kind of on the fence because like, while I do understand that, yes, it's your account, you can do what you want, I also see the benefits of using BTS's music in place of just another artist's music. But I will say there are some edits that do slap and sometimes maybe it might be yes. easier to make um, a certain edit with a different artist song just because of the lyrics they kind of match up and it's kind of hard to do that if you're not familiar with Korean maybe if it was like a Korean person making like uh, BTS edits it might be easier for them to use a BTS song so you can really like match with the theme of the song better rather than just like the musical aspect of the song because um, for example like um, uh, with the way that um, I don't know, like take GCF, for example, would Jungkook post his videos that he edits of the BTS members? Um, you know, he will choose um, artist songs whose lyrics that he really resonates with that kind of match the theme of the song, uh, that match the theme of the video as well. And so, you know, I feel like because he's choosing music that he can relate to in both a lyrical way and an instrumental way, um, that's something that he can do um, and I think works for him. Um, so I feel like definitely if we were to use more BTS music for edits, definitely pay more attention to how we can match the theme also with the lyrics as well, not just with how it sounds per se, um, which I think would be cool. And I think it would be a way to definitely garner more BTS fans. Um, and again, like one thing that really provides a disconnect is that for some platforms, it is way harder to communicate with other armies on those platforms. And um, I would say that this is mainly true in the sense of like Instagram. Again, Instagram is a very aesthetic based platform. It's not really meant for um, uh, fostering communication and discussion. Um, it's mainly just like post your pretty pictures and go. Um, and Quora, Quora is just, again, we said Quora is garbage. It's not really good for fostering discussion. It's just a place where you can ask questions and you may get a sensible answer. Um, and that's assuming that your question is even good to begin with. Um, so, you know, platforms like that, you know, as well, TikTok as well, not very good for discussion. 
Uh, YouTube is more about consuming the content itself. You can have discussion in the comments, but sometimes it can be derailed quite easily. So um, when you don't have a strong enough sense of community on those platforms, it can really feel like you're kind of in this army journey by yourself. And so that's why a lot of people do seek out places to truly connect with other armies and make friends with other armies so that, you know, they can have one more person to fangirl or fanboy with. And um, I definitely understand that. Yeah. Um, I think that can conclude exactly why there's a disconnect, I think. I mean, you kind of... I think we covered a little bit in the first part, and now we kind of expanded on it in the second part. So, for part three, let's talk about how this disconnect can affect Army's perspective of other armies on these platforms. Yeah, so when it comes to certain platforms, for example, Twitter, because obviously, as we said, Twitter is probably one of the closest, is probably is actually the closest you can get to the true source of all Bantan information that and obviously like Bantan TV and you know their official like company YouTube channel as well but mainly Twitter um so a lot of Twitter armies definitely are a lot they're informed a lot quicker about things compared to other armies who will have to wait for somebody to repost it on that platform um for example I know there are a lot of army accounts on Instagram that will screenshot tweets and then um repost them onto their page on Instagram and, you know, depending on how quick that person is, you may get it a little bit after Twitter armies get that information, or it could be ages after Twitter armies get that information, which is, again, why so many Twitter armies tend to clown people who are on, like, things like Instagram, for example, because, you know, a lot of them will be sitting there, um, you know, tweeting hard eyes at some fake Jungkook account, but, like, they don't know when the next comeback is. So things like that, it's like... Um, you know, depending on how removed you are from the original source of information, people may see themselves as more informed than you. And so will probably, um, they might look down on you, honestly. Like, that's just how it is. Exactly. Um, I, I notice, like you said, it's really on um, Twitter the most kind of has the complex where they are better than, you know, other platforms and you can understand why but at the same time i feel like a lot of these other platforms armies just aren't being helped so it's like what can they do right um because when you have this assumption that oh armies on this platform are uninformed they're dumb they don't know what's going on then it's not going to make you want to join that platform is it so then it's like nobody who is actually informed is there informing people on, let's say, Instagram, for example. So then you have a bunch of people on Instagram who don't know anything and people who do know stuff who aren't willing to join Instagram because of those stereotypes. And so then basically that information will never be spread as quickly or just at all onto Instagram. And then the whole thing becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly. Like you can't complain that others are less informed and prevent informed people from wanting to join that platform because then the so-called less informed armies are never going to then be informed so it's just people are i i understand it 
Um, I get it, but I also think that maybe we should just have a bit more empathy. That's all I'll say. I definitely agree. I think um, that definitely segues into our next part, which is basically how can we connect better with other armies on different platforms? And I think that um, one thing is that making multiple accounts on several platforms to either consume or share knowledge is really good. Um, For sharing knowledge, I feel like that's more applicable to big accounts because a lot of big accounts do cross post on multiple platforms, which helps inform multiple armies at once, which is great. Um, I know, for example, um, BTS being BTS, um, you know, for all who don't know, um, it's this big account that sometimes does like compilation videos um, and he has a Twitter. it's run by this guy named Yasin. And whenever BTS is coming out with like new content, he will always be on his community tabs in the comments of BTS related videos reminding people, hey, armies, uh, don't forget that this song is coming out on this date. And he makes sure to like inform people across all of his accounts. And I think that's really cool of him um, because he's making sure that everybody stays up to date. Everybody is educated. He's not leaving anybody out or discriminating based off of stereotypes, which I think is just really awesome. Yeah, I think, of course, if you can only choose one platform to be on, I would think either Twitter or, I don't know, I Twitter or... Or at least YouTube. Insta- I think, no, not even not even YouTube. I feel like YouTube is like a go-to for, because um, you're always going to be... You're always I mean, I feel like, yeah. of BTS music videos and stuff like that. But imagine if you were only on YouTube and, like, had no idea that album pre-orders happen because they don't post that on YouTube. Oh, yeah, that's um, true. So, you know, either Twitter, um, if you follow really good Instagram update accounts that you can just have Instagram, um, you could also theoretically just have even tumblr but of course tumblr has been kind of dead these past few years i mean it still is very much active um but people don't talk about it as much so it might be hard to find like really active accounts so i would say if you were to only use one platform choose twitter instagram or reddit um yeah YouTube is just kind of a given, because where else are you going to watch their music videos? Right. Um, however, if you can, I think it is nice to cross um, and be on multiple platforms. Right, because again, like uh, all these different social media apps are primed for different demographics, and they all have their own functions and features that you can use. So they're not all going to be posting the same type of content on each platform, which is why it's great to have a mix of all of it. Like I said, um, places like Reddit, it's more um, uh, designed for discussion. Places like YouTube, it's more about like visual, um, visual and auditory stuff like content creation. So, you know, have the best of all the worlds, not even just like one or two options. But if you can have multiple accounts, I think that that would definitely be great. Um, and, um, again, like if you're somebody who wants to share more knowledge, it would also be great to have multiple accounts so you can just inform other armies and, um, just understand that like 
some people not even just out of preference they may not have an account on a specific site just because they can't um uh, sometimes their countries may not allow it um i know that apps are not like they're not allowed to basically function in certain countries for example i know recently um if you guys don't know um there was recently a twitter ban in nigeria so like now a lot of nigerian armies who used to be on twitter all the time are now banned from like the main source of info so like it's really like a shame because like their situation uh it happened like it all happened so suddenly so like now they're just completely cut off from twitter unless they have vpn and even then um i've heard it can be risky because you know you can get in trouble but like some people may use vpn i don't know um so when it comes to things like that just understand people's situation and sometimes it's not that people for example choose to quote unquote be ignorant by spending their time on a platform that's not twitter but it just may be that like their country just doesn't allow for them to use specific apps and then another example you have um uh china because the chinese government like heavily censors social media and monitors that so Honestly, I don't know what most Chinese armies are up to because their main platform is Weibo. Yeah. And it's all completely in Mandarin. So, of course, I never know what's going on on that app. And it's an app that um, I don't even know if, if BTS or Big Hit have an official Weibo account. Like, I know there are some K-pop groups and k-pop labels that do have an official Weibo account but i i can't remember i swear um, they do hold on let me look um, it up they probably do but like i just don't see updates or translations from it often so let me there's click. that but yeah i think we should just try like i understand why we generalize people from other platforms because there is probably honestly at least some truth to it but at the same time there's going to be reasons for why that is and so we should just be more understanding exactly and let me see um yeah so i'm pretty sure we just touched on pretty much um all the points that we had in terms of like you know how we can really connect with other armies so Basically, just to wrap this video up, um, regardless of what platform you're on, um, it doesn't make you any more or any less of an army as long as you love and support BTS. Um, I feel like that's all that really matters. Like, what platform you're on doesn't decide that. And if anyone says it does, they're wrong. It doesn't. Exactly. Um, you should just do your best to just not be condescending when people don't know something just like be nice and spread information when you can if someone's like hey what bts song is this don't say ugh how do you not know just just answer the question right don't be rude come on answer the question and go like we were all uninformed armies at one point and i honestly me and daisy have said this multiple times on this podcast but I can't imagine, like, just now joining this fandom because there's so much content. Like, I feel very blessed that I got into BTS near the end of 2015. And that is when Run BTS had kind of just started. 
Um, and so there weren't really that many variety show content. Like, I think I remember, you know, staying up really late binging their Rookie King videos mm. uh, back from 2013. There was American Hustle Life from 2014. And then, of course, 2015 is when BTS were promoting v-live because that's v-live was very new at that time mm. um and so they were kind of the main promoters of it and they that's when run bts started and run bts started very small it was like maybe like 10 12 minute fun challenge videos and now they're like full-scale production so it's just really amazing to you know look back and think about how much content daisy and i were there for the debut of like, imagine trying to watch every Bangtan bomb in 2021. God. I could not exactly. imagine. Exactly. Imagine all the V-lives you have to catch up on. All the like, festive videos. Those hour-long episodes. Those sometimes two-hour-long festas. Like, there's so much content. I think part of it is great because it's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There's always going to be more. <laughs> there's always going to be a segue into something else. Um, so the content is just endless. But at the same time, it can be very overwhelming and stressful. So please be nice to armies and remember that you were new to the fandom once too. And even if they aren't new, maybe they've been here for a year. Maybe they just haven't been at a place or on a platform where they were accessible to the information that you were. And I think that's really all that I have to say on this topic. Right. When it comes to people who um, are maybe not as informed as others, like, like you said, they may have been on a platform where, you know, they, um, the platform didn't allow for all that information to come through, or maybe just maybe that person has offline obligations you can't expect every army, even on Twitter, to be fully informed of stuff all at the same time. Like, um, you can't go on Twitter and expect every army to just know exactly what's going on with BTS, when it's happening, and all that stuff. Because some people have important duties to take care of offline. Some people are students. Some people have kids. Some people have work. Some people have other things that they're preoccupied with. Maybe this person doesn't even like using the internet all that much. Maybe they're more removed from the internet than most people. You don't know their life. So it's just really not good to judge people on how informed they are because it can make people feel really insecure. And that's not the way that you want to be towards somebody, especially if they're new in the fandom. And again, we were all uninformed armies once. I've told this story on my Twitter multiple times. I used to think because my first introduction was through the Cypher series, I used to think that BTS was just the rap line. But I, if somebody believed that and I ran into them and they believed that, I would not clown them. I wouldn't clown them for that. I would say, oh, actually, no, BTS actually has seven members. Here's an introduction video. I'm not going to go and bully them and then get a hit tweet over it. And then now that person is just scared away for life. Like, you know, it's just not cool. Be nice. Exactly. Um, and I think that concludes this episode. We really didn't mean for it to be another two-hour episode, guys. We're so sorry. Um, let's see if our next episode... What's our next episode? Oh, mm, I don't know. I was going to say, let's see if we can keep the next episode under an hour. But knowing the content of the next episode, I don't know if that's going to be the case. So... We'll see. Good luck we'll to see us. When it well, good luck to us. Um, if you guys have been listening this far, thank you so much. Um, um, let me think. 
the next, yes, the next uh, episode is going to be on about army translators on Twitter and how solos have been going after them um, these past few months and how we really need to, you know, just be careful um, about accounts you believe are so-called problematic because too many translator accounts have been under fire and we are going to address it. So keep an eye out. That'll be the next episode. Next episode after that is going to be on shippers and we will do a deep dive into the psychology of Take Hook Lives. Actually, maybe not. Um, maybe not <laughs> that in depth, but we will dig through their website um, and uncover the dirt that is there. Ooh, and also, we have planned. Daisy does really want to clown D'Angelo, so <laughs> keep a lookout. That'll be a surprise episode, so it'll drop whenever it drops. Um, and yeah, that's about it. So thank you guys, and we'll see you next time. All right, bye for now. Talk with Army is written and edited by Daisy and Delilah, who you can find on Twitter at Nijaz0329. That is at N-A-I-J-A-0329 and Adorable Trap at A-D-O-R-A-B-1-E-T-R-A-P. You can also follow our official podcast Twitter at Studio underscore 090713. That's at S-T-U-D-I-O underscore 090713. The thumbnail art was commissioned by Rafa, who can be found on Twitter at RKDraws, that's A R E. K-A-Y underscore D-R-A-W-S. Stay tuned for a preview of the next episode. Not only does she fetishize their relationship because, I mean, let's be real. She she is not here for Tay and Jungkook as people. No. She, it's just, she just sees them as, like, this fantasy fulfiller. But she's also romanticizing, like, toxic relationships. You should not be scared of your partner. You should not be overly possessive and jealous of your partner. Like, it's a very toxic relationship that, like, she's romanticizing. Right. I definitely agree with that because it's like you'd think that for this toxic type of relationship that she's portraying, people would be condemning this type of thing. But instead, you have people in the comments who are rooting for Taekook. And it's like, why are you rooting for this when she's made so many analysis videos about how toxic it is right now? Like, why is this what she would root for? 